0: Awesome. She's good, eh? My darling, my... <laughs> I reckon I might keep her too. Yoo-hoo! Well. How are we all doing? Well, these three people are doing good. <laughs> Is anybody else doing good? Yeah. Hey, today's an exciting day. Not just because Lucy's here. <laughs> That's cool cool. But as Monkey said, we've got baptisms happening. And, uh, and I've been thinking about that. How many people here have been baptised? Woo, look at the hands! How many people haven't? No, we can just to talk about that later. But, I want to ask you a question. Who can remember their baptism? Who can, okay, who wants to tell us about their baptism? I'm going to do a bit of a roaming mic here. Who wants to tell us a little bit about their baptism? Come on, I want, I want a hand. Someone tell us about your baptism. Nobody. Oh, I've got one over here. Here we go. I've got one over there. I'm going to take that
1: one too. I was baptized by Peter Atac, and it was I had to wear white, which you don't have to wear white anymore. So yeah, I, I was I'm that old. Like, <laughs> <you're> that old? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was when I was nine years old, nine years old. and I remember Scott me, beat me by a year. That's as <laughs> much as I remember. He was the year before me, and I read Psalm Psalm twenty seven. Oh, really? Yes, Why did you read Psalm 27? Um, just because. It's all about giving your life over to God, and it's just the surrendering and saying, "God, you know what? Just you got me. You got my plans." So, yeah. Excellent.
2: Come on, here we
0: go. I want to go over here to Anita. Anita, come on. Can you remember that far back? (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'll get him later for that. (laughs) Um, I was pretty young, about 18, but I got baptized on the lifeboat slip in my home seaside town, on the lifeboat slip Ah, where the lifeboats launched. Um, and I can remember that all my dad was worried about was putting a rope on me in case the tide took us out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he baptised us. And it was a really amazing day. And there was 200 holidaymakers all looking over the, um, the top wall. And I thought, what a witness. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So just tell us, just tell us, because that, that's pretty fun. <laughs> give me a, that's kind
0: of fun, eh? On the lifeboat slip, you got baptised. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool, eh? New life on the lifeboat. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what... What was it that was, you know, you look back on that, what was so significant for you personally on that day? Was there something that happened significant for you on that particular day? You got, except for Dad making sure you didn't slip away. Um, Just tell us, what what was it significant about that and what brought you to that point? Well,
2: um, I think it was... big thing because I'd been thinking I don't want everybody looking at me I still don't like that (laughs) you know I wouldn't like to go on the stage or whatever and so the thought of like all these people looking down they said this would be great all these people looking and the fact that I was sort of giving myself like giving up control of myself and I obviously I was already a Christian but yeah um, and just sort of but, you know, being baptized and sort of dying with Christ and, yeah, that it was just a, a, a sort of giving over of me, like it was a deeper level than just being a Christian. Um, yeah, and sort of for everyone to see that, you know, yeah, no matter what an idiot you look, it doesn't actually matter.
0: <laughs> you don't look like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and we got not how to use that word. Oh, here we go, Nick, tell us about your baptism.
1: So, Steve... I don't know if you remember, but I was standing on the baptistry wall there, and I did a backflip in, and I did a bombing and splashed all the kids at the front.
3: <laughs> no, that's a, that's a, that's a lie.
1: Um, <laughs> I think the most significant part about the baptism for me was actually the decisions in the lead-up to the baptism. So it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the, like, the decision made on the day, because it was more, more the decision and the journey that I went on um, previous to the, the actual event which is the most significant for me, I
0: think. Who else wants to tell us, this is great, this is good stuff? Oh, I've got one at the back. Hey, it's Nina, it's my sister, over the back there, and I've got one over here, I've got hands everywhere. This is good, we don't have to preach today. We're just going to have you guys doing it. I'm coming back to you. Okay, here we go. Nina, this is my little, this is my little sister.
4: <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, I was baptised quite a while ago. I was 15 at the time, and it was in England, which in a very, very big cathedral-type church, where we um, uh, had 10 weeks of courses before we were baptised. Three of us were baptised. But as the previous person said, the important thing was the two years previously when I'd given my life to Christ and I'd been following him and wanted to follow his, his command to be baptised. But one thing I do remember in those days, after every baptism, they used to sing, Oh, Happy Day, which most of you probably don't even know. Um, but because we're talking a long while ago here and that was the most impressive thing that everybody in the church joined in in celebration because they were all singing Oh Happy Day so that was great. So thank
0: you. Oh happy day. Here we go.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Me and my brother got (laughs) baptised on the same day. Um, we didn't actually know that each other was about to get baptised and my dad was really scared that uh, everyone would think he's pressured us to uh, get baptised. But like both of us came. I didn't know he was getting baptised. I think someone came over to our house and was like, "Okay, so you two want to get baptised? That was the first time I heard of it. Um, But the most scary thing was was that it was a public thing. Um, Everyone would associate me to a Christian and... um, it was just the publicness of uh, the declaration of faith.
0: Excellent. Good on you. Who else? Was this? Did I miss somebody? Somebody else put their hand up here? Over. Oh, over here. Come on. Here we go. Hi. Uh,
3: so I got baptised back in 2011 when I was in year four. And it was uh, at another church. And, yeah, um, the pastor invited I don't know if it was his house or some uh, other person in the church's house but we went there and went in the pool and um oh uh, yeah it was really cold and <laughs> yeah when I was when I was um about to do it he you know did his little blurb and then he suddenly just dunked me in the pool and completely filled my nose up with water and it was quite uncomfortable but yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah The key is make it uncomfortable over
0: here, Sarah.
5: So um, I got baptized when I was in Year Twelve. Coming back, that was 1994. So that was a really long time ago now. Yeah. So we came, we went on a Year Twelve camp and was singing. I'd been Christian for a very long time. I think I'd given my life to God when I was in Year One, and throughout my teenage years, was kind of like, yep, I feel like I've done the baptism thing, although I haven't. God's got my life. It's okay. And on this camp was very, very, very convicted. Um, We were singing the song and it's love the Lord your God with all your heart. And we were doing rounds and all that kind of stuff. And the words in that song just rang over and over and over in my head. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And it obviously says in the Bible, you know, (laughs) believe and be baptised. And I was like, man, I have to get baptised. That's my heart. Like I have to get baptised. God is got all of me and I haven't done that. So, yeah, it was amazing decision i guess coming to that place so yes Good.
3: excellent
0: excellent so can i ask another question since i've got you all talking what 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 is the importance of your baptism today if you look back at your baptism what's the importance of your baptism today like that was the event back then but why is it important today who can tell me Public declaration of faith. Yep. Yep. Obedience. Yep. Good. Good. Obedience. Public declaration. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you could. So it was a. Just so you didn't hear that, he's saying um, that it was a change of direction in a sense. It put your life on a different course. And even today, it's a different course to what it was back then. And that's, that's interesting, isn't it? If you can think of that, what was your life before baptism? And I wonder what difference it would be today if you wasn't had that moment in time. So it's obedience, it's a declaration, it's a change. Anything else? Why is baptism important to you today? Oh, Matthew. Beautiful. It's an event that you can look back and see. Hold that point. That's my sermon. Yeah, what else? (laughs) A line in the sand. Beautiful. Line in the sand. Excellent. Because I want to suggest to you that baptism, I'll go back up here because I've got my notes up here. But baptism is very much that whole idea of the part of rocks, that significant place. And I said to you a couple of weeks ago about, or was it last week? about the experience that Marg and I had recently when we took my father-in-law to the place where he gave his life to Jesus. And we had a discussion a couple of days later about, is it okay to have a sacred place? A sacred place, a place where you actually connect with God, and I believe it is. You see, if you look back in time, you look back over history, um, through the Old Testament, you'll see that God kept putting sacred places in place for us to go back to. Piles of rocks here, and a pile of rocks there, and a mountain here. He put places up so that we would have a sense of, of what I'm going to call a navigation pointer. A few years ago, Marg and I went up to, and the kids, we went up to Broome. And if you've been to Broome, beautiful place, and we, were, we went took a boat out. I think it was actually Matthew's and um, Rod Baines's boat, actually, we took out. Um, it came back okay, I think. But we, we took his boat out, and we went, we went to a place. If you've been up there, there's the port, and then there's Port Beach. And we launched off at Port Beach. So we took the boat down to Port Beach, and we're backing it up. And we noticed out there, probably about 100, 150 metres out there's this great big rock. And sitting on top of the rock was this beautiful seven-meter uh, um, uh, fiberglass boat. It was just stuck on the rocks. It was just sitting on the rocks. And I don't think the owners were that happy. Um, I think they may have had a bad day that day. And they were just left it there. They got out and they left it waiting for the tides to come back up again. Now, if you know anything about Broome or anything up north, the tides are ridiculous, They are huge, and they go very quickly, like 15, 20-metre tides. They'll just go really quickly. We've seen people park their cars um, to launch their boats when the tide is down, and by the time the boat's on the back of the trailer, the back tides of the car are starting to get bogged in the mud because the water just comes up so quickly. And some people have lost their cars out there at Town Beach um, where they haven't been quick enough to get their boats back out. But this boat was stuck out there now. I think about that boat stuck there because, you see, if the man had used his navigation pointers, he probably wouldn't have got stuck. You see, up here you'll see, these are what we call navigation pointers. And those who are into boats, you understand that. And those, if you're not, you probably do too. But if you have a look on a hill, if you're coming in on your boat and you look up on the hill, you'll see the navigation marker, which has usually got a light on it or it's coloured or something. And it's a navigation marker. And then there's another one that's probably 100 metres down from that, usually in the water or somewhere, and you line those two markers up together. When they're actually, that, the triangles are just about together, you know that if I followed that through, I've got a safe channel all the way through to shore. And I'm not going to hit a rock. So the rocks aren't there when the water are high. When the water's high, not a problem. You'll get through easy. But when the water gets low, that's when you need your markers. When your water comes down low, that's when you need to see where those markers are. And I think God sets us up markers. Because you see, when the water of life starts to go down, when the tides start to go out, when life isn't as easy as it used to be, when you lost your job and the finances aren't flowing as easily, when you're having issues with relationships, when someone close to you passes on, and the waters of life start to go down, that's when the rocks start to come up. And that's where we need our markers. That's where we need our navigations. And I think God sets up things in our lives to remind us. See, I've got something here. You might have seen this before, but I keep this in my office. Do you know what this is? It's a bit of carpet. But this is no ordinary carpet. This is the carpet, the patch of carpet I stood on when I made my vows to Maggie. That's weird, eh? But you see, we ripped up the carpet over the other side. It was ugly. And I thought, I'm going to keep that patch because that's my sacred spot. See, when you get married, you've got, you got a ring on your finger generally. Most people do. And the ring reminds you of the promises that you've made. You see, you had a gathering together where you made a statement that once a year, I encourage you to go back to the promise that you made. It's a reminder. And if you are a female lady... You would have got a new name that day, which is quite significant in Scripture. Because in Scripture, there's a day when you made a promise to Jesus and he gave you a marker called baptism. And then he also gave you a new name because you're the bride and he gave you a new name. And not only did he give you a new name, he's given you a new inheritance. See, Margie now has an inheritance, a new inheritance. She's got 100% of my inheritance from my family. That's the good news. The bad news is I come from a family of 10. So she gets 10% of the inheritance. So she's 100% of a 10% of, and my mum lives on nothing. So she's got 100% of 10% of nothing. She didn't do well, did she? <laughs> she should have thought about that. But you've got an inheritance because you are now got a new name. And your new name is that you're now a child of God. And I want to have a look today about why baptism is so significant. It's such an important marker. It's such an important marker, which means that we go back to it. I love the story of Elijah. You'll find Elijah 1 Kings 19 is the story of Elijah. And the story of Elijah is that he's been working really hard. He's seen lots of really amazing things happen, like Fire comes down from heaven and lights up a barbecue that's just been covered in water. I mean, and the prophets of Baal are all trying to cut themselves up to try and make something happen and nothing. He's had amazing victories. And yet the tide went out. And he ends up under a tree saying, God, I'm the only one here. Everyone's against me. I'm sitting by myself. And then God says, let me feed you. So he feeds him. And he gives him lots of food. And he said, let's go to the mountain. He didn't just go to any mountain. He went to the very mountain that God met Moses. He went to the mountain where a promise was made. He went to a mountain where a name was given. He went to a mountain that was set apart, a sacred place. And it's there where God spoke to him and reminded him of his promise, reminded him that he wasn't by himself. And we need to sometimes go back to our sacred places, we need to go back and revisit our baptism. Let's have a look at the baptism for one moment. And what I want to do is we are told in Scripture, um, oh dear, we're told in Scripture that we, in Galatians 3, it says this, that and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. I love that. You see, baptism was a significant time and you joined in with baptism with Christ. What was the baptism of Christ? Well, let's just go to the story of Jesus being baptised because that will help us understand the significance of baptism and why, if you've been baptised here today, why we need to continually go back to the symbols and the reminder and the navigation marker of our baptism because that will help you through the channel of life. And it goes like this. If you looked up Matthew 3. The first of all, just to give you some background, baptism was not designed by Christians. It actually was going for thousands of years before Christ came. And it was a significant, you'll find it in Leviticus, it's been reminded over and over again. You'll discover that if you look at uh, the symbols of baptism with the whole idea of the big flood and then the people of Israel coming through their first baptism at the Red Sea and then later on at the Jordan um, where they put a pile of rocks, which remember that's where Jesus got baptised. Um, there's it's it's a whole bunch of symbolisms in that which I'd love to go through, but there's a whole bunch of symbolisms and reminders about baptism. So for a Jewish person, you were baptized to get clean because you, we were, we're all sinners we're, so, and we've all got uncleanness on us. And so if you wanted to go to the, the synagogue or go and worship, you had to be baptized or you had to be washed. Baptism basically means to be immersed. So if you had actually got leprosy, you, weren't, you were unclean. Now, leprosy actually included dandruff. That was seen as leprosy as well. Did you know that? It's a bit scary, isn't it? How many of you are lepers in the place? Rightio, come on, you need a bit of anti-dandruff. Okay, But it because it, 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 was, it was seen as unclean. And so you would have to go and be washed ceremonially to make yourself right to be able to go and meet with God. It was a very big thing. But the, what would happen is the priest or the Levite who baptised you, he wouldn't touch you. So the way we do baptisms today where we hold you and put you under, they wouldn't have been able to touch you. Why? Because you were unclean before you went under the water. And if I touched you, I'd be unclean too. So the priest would stand back and watch you and make sure that everything was covered. Make sure that you were totally clean before you came out. Now get that into mind, and then you've got Jesus comes along. He comes down and he finds John the Baptist. Now here's another thing about John the Baptist. John the Baptist was related to Jesus. Remember, John the Baptist, he was... Yeah, um, he was, was in his mum's tum at the time, and it, Mary comes along, and she's pregnant with Jesus. Jesus, and what did it say? It says that the baby inside Elizabeth jumped because it recognised Jesus. So he recognised Jesus before he was even on earth, and so he's there baptising. All these people are coming forward for the baptism of repentance, saying, I will no longer walk that way. I'm going to walk this way. It's a repentance. It's a changing of way. It's a cleaning. It's a John the Baptist baptism. And so he's baptizing, and Jesus comes along. And this is what it says, Matthew 3, 14. But John, oh, so then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it, I am the one who needs to be baptised by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptise him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descend like a dove and settled on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is is my loved Son, who brings me great joy. There's some, so many significant symbols and significances in this. And the question is, why would Jesus want to be baptized, should be baptized, since Jesus was already perfect? He was sinless. He was God. He was one with God. He's this child. Why would he? Now, there's lots of reasons behind that. And theologians, some will say it's because it was symbolic. Some will say... Um, It's because he came into priesthood. I would probably go towards the idea of him coming into priesthood. But there's a couple of things I learned. If I'm going to join together with Jesus, here's a couple of reasons why baptism is such an important marker for us in our Christian walk. Number one, it's already mentioned over here. He did it out of obedience. I must do this to fulfill what God has already put into place. Jesus did it out of obedience. Says here in uh, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Sorry, Acts ten forty-eight says this verse: He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few extra days. In other words, you must believe and be baptized. You see, there's no options to it. It's just believe and be baptized. It's it's not as though well consider it, think about it, get around to it if you like to. It's like believe and be baptized. Jesus said in Matthew 28, great commission. Where's where's my where's Rob? Come on, where was it? Come on. <laughs> Come on, Rob. Can you do it. No, no, no. It's 28:19. <laughs> it says this. It's okay. We're we're, we're practicing, aren't we? We are, we're practicing. So, 28, 19, and it says, make disciples of all nations and go and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is no options. It's like believe and be baptized. We're not supposed to ask the question why, we're just supposed to be obedient. In 1 Samuel 15, there's a great verse that we made into a song, well, at least Keith Green did, which was about no compromise. And it says here, to obey is better than sacrifice. And the song goes on. I don't need your money. I want your life. You see, God just says, do it. But why? Why would I have to put mud on my eyes to see? That seems crazy. Will you obey me? Why should I put water into a a big pot, a big bowl to turn into wine? Why would I want to do that? Just do it and just see what happens. Be obedient. We are told to be obedient, not to question. Just be obedient. But why should I be baptized? I remember my baptism. I was uh, I was um, nineteen at the time, and I uh, had gone through an interesting conversion. And I came to the place where I was doing this amazing walk with God, and most of it was between me and Him. It wasn't through lots of other stuff. It was just Him and me. And I remember reading the story about baptism. And in the Bible, over and over again, and I thought, oh, darn it. I've seen people get baptized at our church, at Bedford Park Baptist Church. I don't want to do that. I don't want to look silly in front of everybody and get wet and stuff. And I was very introverted, still am. um, And I didn't want to stand up in front of people and speak and come on. There must be a way out of this. So I said, I gave God a challenge, which you're not supposed to do, but I did it. I said, God, if you want me baptized, when I go to church on Sunday, this was on a Thursday, when I go to church on Sunday, someone's going to come up to me and say, I think you should be baptized. Chances of that happening was pretty, pretty low, right? Because our church at Bedford Park Baptist at that stage was going through a transition of pastors, and so nothing was going to happen there. And uh, so I went to ba- Bedford Park Baptist in the morning with my family, and we went to church, and I was looking around. I was waiting. Come on, God, show it to me. And nothing happened. And I went, Yay, I don't have to be baptized. Woohoo, I'm out of it. Don't need to do that. It's old stuff. I'm all good. And so I forgot about it. I went to church up here at Kalamunda at night. I was sort of uh, in between churches. And I came up here at night. We just had a small service over the other side. And, and after, yeah, you know, the service was great. We didn't have a pastor here at that time either, in, in an interim time. So I was pretty safe. And uh, after church, we used to have what we called yak. Anyone remember Yak? Come on, Matthew, you remember Yak, Youth After Church Cuppa. And so we had the Youth After Church Cuppa with our youth leader, who was Greg Wells at the time. Now, Greg lived about two blocks down here, and we went to his house, and I came up to check out the girls. Maggie wasn't interested at that stage, but still, I was working hard at that. And we... We were down at Yak and, and we were just having a good time and I was just being silly. And we went outside and just before I was about to leave, everyone stands around in the street talking and Greg comes up to me and he says, Steve, this has been on my mind for a while, but I think you should be baptized. <laughs> that stuffed it up, eh? Ah, <laughs> oh, gee whiz. So I had to be baptized. You see, Jesus says he wants you to be baptized. Why? Because he told you to. It's simple as that. You said it. I believe it. Let's do it. I don't know the reasons why, but God, I'm going to do it. I want to suggest to you today that the first thing, when the devil comes along and gets you off track, and the the tides are going down, just say, I was obedient to my God through the waters of baptism. Because I made him my Lord and my Savior when I became obedient unto him. He becomes my Lord. He becomes boss. He becomes the driver of my life when I'm obedient. And I can tell the devil that when the tides go down. The second thing that happens is this. It's a declaration. Let me just... How's the time going? Oh, wow. I, 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 look, I've got to read this to you. We've got to go through this because this is really important. This declaration is really important. And then we'll, go, we'll cut into the baptisms. Because I don't want to take away from that. But listen to this. Romans 6 is probably your greatest description of baptism. And I want us to read through it because it's really, really, really important. And I want you to go home and read this because this is your baptism. If you're not baptized yet, I trust and pray that you will be because this is your verse. It says, Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? Romans 6. Paul is fighting an argument here about why, well, if I'm saved, I just go and do what I want to do. Next verse. It says, of course not, since we have died to sin and we, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined with him in his death? In other words, that's not how you live anymore because you died to that. It went on a cross. You're dead to that. It's a new start. If you haven't heard that last four weeks, then I'm sorry, you're going to hear it again and again and again. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. We come into the water, we acknowledge Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and we walk in, we die, and we get buried under the water. That's the symbol of baptism. We won't hold you there for three days, maybe three minutes, um, but you go under the water as a sign that you have been buried with him. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. We talked about that last weekend, that we live in the resurrection. We don't live at the death. We live in our new life. We live in the resurrection. We live at the walking away from the empty tomb. That's where we live, not in the sinfulness anymore. We're a new people. We're a new creations. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Next. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Yeah. Next. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over me. That's your promise in baptism. Is that the end of it? Keep going. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin, but now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Take that word and keep going. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. Obedience. For you were dead, but now you have new life. Life. That is your marker. So the enemy comes along and he says, Ah, you're a sinner. You go, No, I'm not, because I was baptized on that day on the 8th of April of April 26, 18. And I remember that day. And I was buried with Christ. And I put my sins were put on a cross and I was buried, and now I'm a new creation. I am living new. And all those words Maggie used, which were awesome words, that's you. And when the tide comes down. I look for my marker, and I get through life because of the baptism. Baptism is your marker, not just to you, but to the devil, because we remind him. He'll remind you about you. You remind him about him. He reminds you about what you did in the past. You remind him where you are now because of baptism and because of your faith in Christ Jesus. That's what Romans 6 is about, and the kids have turned up. The other thing is this. On that day when Jesus was baptized, he was given an identity. He is my son from heaven. You are given an identity. You are a child of the living God. You you have a new name in heaven and it's been written down in the book. They signed the register. It's there. You're there. Baptism reminds us that you've got a new name. You're a child of God. You're a saint. You're part of the royal priesthood. And the last thing is he was equipped for ministry. I can't go through this. I'd love to go through the concept of becoming a priest. You actually had to be baptized by a priest. Jesus was baptized by John, who was of the priestly line. And so that's why he needed to be baptized. And when he was baptized, you need witnesses. Who were the witnesses? The father who acknowledged him and and John who acknowledged him. He said, no, you, you, you are. You're the man. And then the Holy Spirit, the anointing, came upon him. He was ready for ministry. He was set for ministry. When these guys go through baptism, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and prepares for you, for your ministry, and sets you forward. So when do I get baptised? Philip meets up with a eunuch, a man who was travelling along. He managed to get hold of some scripture, and he's reading through the scriptures. Not the Bible as you know it. It probably would have been Isaiah. He was reading through that. And Philip miraculously turns up and walks alongside and starts talking to the eunuch. And the eunuch asked this amazing question. He said, look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? You see, today's the day, not tomorrow. Why should I not be baptized? If you believe in Jesus Christ, the call is to you. You can be baptized here today. The water's full. I've got some spare togs if you need them. Why shouldn't I get baptized now? If you believe in Jesus Christ, you can make a statement today. And I encourage you, why is baptism important? Because God told you to do it. Why is it important? Because it reminds the enemy of your marker in life, that you are, you are a new child, that the sin has gone and you are living in the resurrection. And Why shouldn't you do it now? No reason why. No reason at all. And I want to encourage you today as we come to the waters of baptism. As the guys go through that, I want to ask you a question. First of all, keep reminding yourself and the enemy and your thoughts that you've been baptized with Christ. You're one with Him. Get that certificate out, hang it up somewhere. Put that day in your diary, remember it. And keep reminding yourself. Secondly, if you're not baptised today, I don't think you have to ask God, should I be baptised? He's already told you to. It's in the Word. It's in the Scripture. People keep going and looking for new things in the Scripture. Just do the first thing you know. Stop being hearers of the Word. Start being doers of the Word. God's told you it. Just do it. And stop trying to find more stuff to know. And start doing what we've been told to do. And the first one is believe and be baptized. I'm going to pray. I think we might just go, do we, we're going to do oceans, but I think because the kids are here, we might go straight into that, uh, the baptism. Is that okay? Can we do that? So, sorry, guys, I'm going to pray a long prayer. Go out the back, get changed, okay? And uh, you want to get some music up here? Get some music up here, that'd be good. Just close your eyes for a moment. And I want us just to do a couple of things. While the guys are going out the back and doing a quick Superman change. Let's just do a couple of things here. First of all, if you are a person that has been baptized, I want you to relive that in your mind right now and declare again to Jesus. Declare again, you're my Lord and you're my Savior. You're Lord because I was obedient. You are Savior because I now live new life in baptism. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're a person that the tide's gone down and you're finding you'd be a bit stranded on a rock, that's okay. God, just bring the waters, the tides back in again. We're going to get off that rock and we're going to get back on the channel. And we're going to look for that marker again. It might be the baptism It might be a scripture that you're given. It might be a prophetic word. I'm I'm big on believing that God has given us prophetic words to be markers, to keep reminding us. Remember I told you that, Steve? Remember I told you that? Remember I called you here? Remember I anointed you for this? Remember I told you about that? Prophetic words are significant markers in our lives. Scriptures are significant markers. That scripture God gave you. I've got three of them. Those scriptures God gave you. They're your markers to get you back onto track. Use them. Remember them. Repeat them. going to get back into the channel. Because God's got a place. He's got a ministry for each one of us. If you haven't been baptized today, I'm going to ask you this question today. Would you make Jesus Christ your Lord by being obedient and your Savior by declaring to the heavenly realms and to your friends and to yourself that you have been, put your sin on the cross, you become one with Christ. And you're living in the resurrection, a new life. And I'm going to claim the new life that Jesus has. Thank you, God. Amen. Are we ready to go, team? Yep, here we go. We're not. It's like a Punch and Judy show back there. Okay. We're not. By fault, we were going to sing a song. But I did say, kids, if you want to come down the front, yeah, just come down the front here. Just not too close because... Um, you might be baptized in a different way. But just coming out of front. Come on, kids. Any kids, anybody you can't see, we're going to put it up on the screen. We've got that, uh, that uh, camera working. We're going to put it up the screen so you can see it as well. But if you want to come closer, please feel free to and uh, support these guys. This is super Dave and Jess, and uh, this is awesome. So I'm just going to leave it to you guys.
6: As you've said, my name's Jess, um, and I've chosen today to be baptized. So I um, actually have a. Oh, I can hear myself. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, I actually have a Bible verse I would like to read you guys. Um, so what it is is it's Proverbs three, um, verse five and six, which is trust the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Be intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. So basically, I chose this Bible verse because I believe in God and I believe that I need to put my life in his hands so that he can make the best decisions for myself.)
7: <laughs> <And I'm Jess>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Lord, I just want to pray for Jess, Lord, that You be with her in everything that um, she does, and that You continue to be with her. Lord, I pray that You fill her with the Holy Spirit as she as she's baptized today, in Jesus' name, Amen. All
7: right. Um. Last week, (laughs) um, Jess asked me if I could baptize her, which I thought, um, thought was pretty awesome, (laughs) and um excuse me blokes aren't supposed to cry but I'll um am trying to be tough up here but yeah look um I thought it was just such a privilege that my my daughter had asked me to baptize her and again she's um I said jokingly this morning that um I think God left a couple of verses of scripture at the bible and that was on on day eight he created the most awesome daughter in the world and She's she's an angel that's been sent down to us and she's the most warm, kind, caring person in the world and um, we're just so blessed to have her. So we'll carry on. All right, um, just in front of everyone, I'd just like to ask Jess, who is your Lord and Saviour? Jesus Christ is
8: my Lord and Saviour. All right. Awesome. All right.
7: So, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I'd like to baptize
3: you. All
7: right, dear God, I please pray with all my heart you will fill Jessica's heart and soul with your goodness and that she'll carry on with the rest of her life knowing that she's been baptised in your name and this will be a significant moment in her life that she'll always be able to remember and that if times get tough that she'll be able to carry on and know that you're in her heart always and you give her the strength to carry on and be the most awesome person in the world that she can be and live the way that she always has an amazing person
8: how you going this is um if you haven't met this young man before this is jeremy um he's an awesome young person um and he's made a decision to get baptized today which is pretty special uh and jeremy's been coming to our youth group for about uh, a year now and he's just been like the transformation we've seen through him is is incredible but not just that the, the way he serves and the life he brings into the youth ministry now is um is really inspiring even for, for us leaders to see that uh he shared his testimony the other week and i uh, i think he had a couple of people in tears which is pretty cool uh, but i'm gonna let jeremy jeremy why don't you say something uh you've got something prepared
1: So um, I'd like to tell you guys my favorite Bible verse. It's from Jeremiah. It is, for I have a plan for you, says the Lord, a plan to help you and not to harm you, a plan to make you prosper before me, I'm pretty sure. And the reason I want to be baptized today is because I want that plan in my life. I want to be able to become closer to God and have that plan in my life.
8: There's uh, one thing about Jeremy, it's his, he just has like the, the kindest heart for people. Um, and it just shines through in everything he does. And I think it's uh, such a God gift to have Jeremy, not just in our youth group, but in our church. And he, he, uh, yeah, he's going to be a blessing to everyone he meets, he meets I reckon. So uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Jeremy, who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Awesome. By that. By that declaration of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray that you just fill Jeremy right from this moment. Um, thank you for the blessing he's been to us, and thank you for um, the way he's just shone through in everything he does, uh, the way that... He witnesses to people the way he shares your love, God. I pray that he continues to grow in that. Would you just bring forth the fruits of the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, God, and uh, yeah, just fill him from, from bottom to top right now in this moment, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, before we move on, sorry, we've just had another person who wants to get baptized, which is really awesome. Um, so I'm going to introduce Marielle. Come down here. Oh, Now, Marielle has been my teacher for all of, uh, pretty much all, right from primary school to high school, um, and she's just run up to me and said, I need to get baptised, I really want to get baptised, this is my moment, um, and she wanted to share a few things with you right now.
5: Um, there's no plans,
3: <laughs> not at
5: all, as you can see I'm in jeans and I'm wearing my watch. I was baptised as a child. And then I was confirmed in the Lutheran tradition. And I knew I had to get baptized. And the, the, the closest I ever got to it was when, when, was when Mike had cancer. But then he was just so busy with the medical appointments. And, and I just felt that I'd never been as close to God again as then. But as Steve said, just stop planning for it. Don't wait for the moment. And I knew today is today.
8: Such a special moment. I've just got a question for you. Uh, who is your Lord and Savior?
5: Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. By
8: well, declaration of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for you. Thank you so much for Marielle and just the willingness in her spirit to get baptised. Uh, I pray that you would feel her right now and that uh, she's just going to be an inspiration, a blessing to the people around her, God, that she would uh, just be um, just a light and uh, a shining out to the people around her. And, and this would be an encouragement um, to people who she gets to tell. And uh, yeah, thank you for her courage and her boldness to make this decision right now, God. And I pray that that continues on in her life. Jesus' name, Amen. Cool.
0: Any more? Woo! Just uh, again, if you want to be baptized, as you, you just saw, just come up the front here. We can. We got plenty. We got all day. Okay, um, so we can do this. But uh, just it's so important. What was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But just want to say one thing, especially for Jeremy, but also for Jessica as well. These young people. Our kids, especially Jeremy, he needs the church around him. He needs us around him. We don't do this alone. We don't journey this together, but by ourselves. We do it together. I want to encourage you. Keep praying for these guys this week, and get alongside them. Get alongside each other and build each other up. We are actually here for each other. And I saw Jeremy there. I just thought, God, you brought us together, not not to 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 just watch each other but to actually spur each other on for works of service it says that we're there to encourage one another and give courage to and these young people and uh, and others in this place too we just need some encouragement around the place so pray for these guys especially let's build them up you are jeremy's christian family and i encourage you to get alongside him pray for him invite him over get to know him um and uh, encourage him here as he walks in his journey. Let's pray together, and the team are going to lead us in some worship. I think we should celebrate, so let's stand up. Come on, everyone. Kids, stand up. We're going to have some... You can dance, if you like, down the front here, since you're there. I don't mind, okay? But let's uh, pray. Let's get into some worship as we celebrate today what God is doing in the house. God's doing great things in this place. Let's not take our eyes off what God's doing. Father God, you're an awesome God. You're a wonderful God. Thank you for baptism. That is our marker in life. But thank you, Jesus. You are our marker. You are our true north. You are our saviour. You are the one that has made us into new creations because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. And we can live in that new creation. We thank you. We praise you. We exalt you today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said... So this
1: isn't on the run sheet, we're going to be singing Oceans instead of our last worship song because I just believe God has such an anointing on that song for baptism. And I mean, that wasn't on the run sheet, but I believe God's just going to do something powerful during this time. So we're going to sing Oceans for our next song and just give it all you got in this last song because we've had amazing declarations of faith today and we want to celebrate with these awesome people.
3: call me out upon the waters the great unknown with abounds in deepest waters.
1: God, we thank you so much for the declarations that were made today for those that just gave their life for those that have planned for those that haven't God and I just thank you for the amazing heart behind that decision God I just pray that you would bless these people these young people and these not so young people God I just thank you for this amazing decision and I pray you would just walk with them the rest of their lives And God, we thank you so much for the service today, for this place that we could come to worship, to learn, and just to be in your presence. God, we pray you'd go with us this week as we head out into the world. And God, that you would just, you'd have your way in this house. In mighty name we pray.
3: Amen.
0: As you continue in uh, just standing, just close your eyes one moment because Sarah just had a sense of God come upon her and just share, was to just share something that as she feels God wants to speak over us. I
5: just want to, the words we've sung today, they're really powerful and just had this real sense of it making a declaration. Not that it's something that we sing, but it's something that we believe and actually walk out in our lives. So God, I just want to thank you so much for the words that have been sung out of our mouths today, Lord. Lord, that you silence (laughs) sin, that you silence death. Would we actually know what that looks like as we walk each step of our lives? Would we know that we are dead? In this baptism today, it is a sign. We go down and we die and we rise with Christ and we are new. Would we walk in that each and every day of our lives? Holy Spirit, guide us and lead us. Give us the courage to stand, be obedient to you. We declare this in Jesus' mighty name over everybody in this building. We have sung it today. We declare it in your mighty name that they wouldn't just be words, but it would be a declaration of over each and every day of our lives. In your mighty name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay, we just want to say... Uh, Just make sure you come this afternoon and uh, you're going to enjoy this teaching of Ashley. He's an amazing teacher. But hey, let's go out in victory today. Um, And we claim that victory and let's live it. God's doing a new thing. He's doing a great thing in this place. Let's continue to go with what God's doing and continue to live in the resurrection that we have. Thank you for coming. Make sure you say hi to someone you don't know. I know I tell you every week, but make sure you do it and encourage and build each other up. Thanks for coming.